You're listening to the Ontos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Bod. And I'm Mac. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. Hemolytic Decay was less obvious than Inquisitors that had been created from Mistborn. Since they already had allomantic powers, the addition of other abilities made them awesomely strong. In most cases, however, Inquisitors were created from Mistings. It appears that Seekers, like Marsh, were favored recruits. For when a Mistborn wasn't available, an Inquisitor with enhanced bronze abilities was a powerful tool for searching out Scott Mistings. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Hemolurgy can be used to steal allomantic or ferrochemical powers and give them to another person. However, a hemolytic spike can also be created by killing a normal person, one who is neither an allomancer nor a ferrochemist. In that case, the spike instead steals the very power of preservation existing within the soul of the people, the power that, in fact, gives all people sentience. A hemolytic spike can extract this power, then transfer it to another, granting them residual abilities similar to those of Alamancy. However, after all, preservation's body, a tiny trace of which is carried by every human being, is the very same essence that fuels Alamancy. And so, a conjure granted, with the, a conjure granted the blessing of potency is actually acquiring a bit of innate strength, similar to that of burning pewter. The blessing of presence grants mental capacity in a similar way. While the blessing of awareness is the ability to sense with greater acuity and rarely use and the rarely used blessing of stability grants emotional fortitude. Whoa. So we get to learn where the blessings are. But that's what you're taking out of this. I'm taking out of this. We've talked about preservation and ruin. We now see them as two different entities. It has definitely been confirmed for a while now, but there is a piece of preservation in every person. Okay, yes, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, the blessings of potency, yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, both are equally as important, but that's... I don't know if they're equal, but they're uh, still... (laughs) I mean, that's crazy. And they're talking about the ability to use these, whatever these, the the hemallergic spikes, they're talking about the ability to use those to even, for non-alamancers, to take that piece of preservation out of them. And according to this, it says, that is what gives them their sentience, gives people sentience. What? So a piece of preservation is in each ever, each person, and that gives them sentience. And preservation's power is in each person, which was also the power of the Well of Ascension. Yeah. So where's preservation? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I think that's where. It, even after all, preservation's body, a tiny trace of which is carried in every human being. So we get to see Ruin, and we know we saw Ruin's body at the Well of Ascension, but where is preservation? Okay, yeah. Where's <laughs> preservation been in all of this? Dude, honestly, <laughs> like, even going back through these, they're, they're wild. Like, yeah, there's a lot. I, okay, so, all right, so chapter 37. 37. Uh, quick one, very quick one. Uh, Yeoman's a genius. Yeoman is an absolute genius. Or you can say that Vin and Ellen are stupid. And this one, no. I, I one time thought that they were dumb for this, but I'm gonna, I'll get to that in a second. 
there's signs of a battle coming from north. Vin gets there almost immediately, and she's like, Ellen was right to expose our armies because our bait worked perfectly. They were all ready to fight, but in their tents, this skirmishing force of about, like, I think it mentions 500 soldiers on horseback essentially come to attack the camp while everyone's resting. But surprise, you know, call an ambulance, but not for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they come in to gallop in, but the entire army is already ready to go. They just step out of the, the tents and bam, they end up pincering them like perfectly. Like they have like thug alamancers in the front to basically take the brunt of the horse charge. They have coin shots in the back, taking them out. And then in the very center, they're trying to funnel them into the soldiers that I always picture as having like the phalanx, like spear wall, just ready for this charge to come in essentially. But uh, yeah, they're perfectly prepared and they deal with it easily. And Vin senses a mistborn. This mistborn's watching her from the mist, and she goes, Yeoman has a mistborn. I knew it. I knew it. And she chases the mistborn. And ultimately, she's unable to catch him. He he does the same trick, where he, he lands and turns off all of his medals as before, and she goes, dang it! Like He must know. You know, she's like, I, I've been trying to keep it under wraps so I can pierce copper claws, but he must know. Because he keeps using this trick to get away from me. Then she goes, wait a second. He was just a distraction. And she rushes back and she finds Ellen and goes, someone tried to attack you. And Ellen goes, no, it was way worse. <laughs> they attack the Coloss. And apparently, from my understanding, they camped the Coloss in like a bit of a ravine. It was like the, the Coloss camp was like in a little bit of a ravine. And Yeoman, when, they had, when he sent these soldiers to attack, he set up all these siege weapons on the top of the ravine and just pelted the Coloss with them. And then, before when the when they realized what was happening, Yeoman burned all of their siege equipment and just left it behind and ran and ran back into the city. Um, again, blunder by Vin and Elland or brilliant move by Yeoman because at this point the Kolos army is down to ten thousand. They took out they were at twenty thousand. They took out ten thousand Kolos in the matter of what I can assume this battle was like what forty five minutes to an hour maybe if we're looking at normal battle times that Brandon puts out. Took out half the Coloss army. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. The, 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 the soldiers it, at Lufidel, again, they weren't trained soldiers with walls. Did not kill that many. In 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 the defense, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna gush about how I think this is actually a brilliant move by Yeoman, and not a, a blunder on Vin and Helen's okay. part. But I will go with over that later. All right. Um. Yeah, because there's an even bigger thing that happens in the stake chapter than that. There's a bigger thing than losing half of their Coloss army. Human approaches Vin, and Vin's like, oh, well, you know, there's Human. I don't know whether he's coming to me because we have a bond or what's going on. But uh, she's noticing that the Coloss are pulling the skin off the dead. And he goes, yep, that's, you know, Coloss. What does he say? What? I don't remember exactly. Is something like, she goes, goes, you're removing their skin. He goes, why we, are you we, doing that? We take because, care of them. Or yeah, like that. and he's like, because they're dead. Yeah, but he yeah. says something along the lines of, we take, we, care, we of take care of them. Yeah. yeah, we take care of them. And human tells Vin that they need more Coloss. And Vin's like, I don't, like, then you have to have babies. And and he's just like, how many times do I have to tell you, Vin, there's no babies? Um, So why don't you tell me and and, and how how to give you more Coloss? And human goes, no, I can't. And she's like, wait a second. That's the first time a Coloss has had, like, a stance on anything. No, he said it's wrong. It is wrong, yeah. And so Vin uses the same technique she used on Tensoon and basically forces him to to show her. And he runs, grabs the body of this Coloss, 
runs into the camp, runs into the tent where the wounded are being kept, the, the human wounded are, rips spikes out of the coloss and tries to spike a wounded man before Vin's able to stop him. And that's when she goes, there's no way that this is real. And human looks and says, I am human. And that's the end. Ooh, chills. Oh, I know. That, 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 was, that was super cool. I, rem- right. I remember him doing that. 38, <laughs> chapter 38. Oh, goodness. Um, good news, it's a quick one. We get a Spook point of view. And Spook basically got that guy to get a bunch of workers, the guy who's asking for help, to get a bunch of workers. And they dug through the burned down buildings. And Spook points out that she, he misses uh, Beldred, which is uh, the citizen's sister. Um, and... They end up, he ends up getting the men to find nine skulls. And he remembers, count the skulls. That's what Dern told him. And he goes, 10 people went into this building, but there's only nine skulls. We get a Stasis point of view after that. Killian was able to break down the fear of the mist in one year. And Caesar, we know, and we see this too. Caesar went through this in Well of Ascension. He was like, the, 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 the people were starving to death in their huddle, uh, in their hovels, rather than coming out in the mist. How did Killian break it down in a year? Well, it's because Kelsier claimed to be the Lord of the Mist, and that was the way he, he had them overcome the fear of the mist. And um, Breeze ends up bringing Sazed to this inn to talk to these people. And basically, everyone goes, everyone in the inn goes, listen, we can't trust a soother, but terrorist men are good people. And they don't lie. They don't lie. And they, and they even straight up said, even if you were going to lie to us, we'd rather take that chance with you as a terrorist man than with the soother. And they ask, you know, they ask him the questions of like what they plan on doing and everything. And essentially it breaks down to Sazed going, listen, Ellen Venture is a man worthy of being followed. And the men go, we might not even need Ellen. The survivor of the flames is here. And it just ends with Sazed going, a new survivor? And that's the end of 38. Oh, I am human. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, Gosh. like that was a perfect. I mean, that was a perfect little. He was saying it the entire time. He was saying it. I the, am. It kept human. asking. Um, oh. So that's going to be huge later. But I'm gonna I'm gonna gush over this plan. Okay. So yeah, explain to me how this wasn't a blunder. Okay. First, they were not kept in a ravine. Okay. One of the things you asked before was why was the city so difficult to get into? And it was because it had a lot of natural mm-hmm. um, defenses. And one of the natural defenses is that it was on or near a plateau. Yeah. And what happened was the camp was near the plateau. Now, what they did is they bombarded, they took the trebuchets, they bombarded the Coloss, and the Coloss knew where it was coming from. They charged into the plateau, you know, because they were just mindless. They had you know, no idea what was going on, and they couldn't reach anything. So they were just getting killed. Well, they mainly killed themselves. Um, yeah, they mainly killed themselves. Um, but all they, but with the trebuchets, they could have probably, they probably had the range to hit them basically wherever they wanted to. Um, Vin and Ellen made the decision to keep the Colossus separated from the rest of the army, so they didn't really have an idea that what was going on with them. That was the only real, like, thing they got. And they also said, they, Alan said, I felt it. I just didn't realize, you know, what was happening. I thought it was related to... He thought they were frenzying because they were hearing the battle. He thought they were getting ready to fight. Right, or something along those lines. But he's like, I didn't realize they were being attacked. Um, But, like, other than the fact that they kept them, you know, separated, and maybe, like, around the plateau, maybe that you could say argue that. But it wasn't like they kept them in, like, a canyon. Maybe, I was going to say, maybe it wasn't 
as big of a blunder. I still think it was a blunder here, but at the same time, Yeoman very tactically sound. But let me good, good attack. Now, now you didn't even touch on to how tactically sound this was. So first off, they, I know what you're gonna say. Okay, he did a cavalry charge. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they were like, because they were arguing, they're like, well, he lost so many things. Like, what do you mean? Oh, well, he lost all these horses. He lost all these men. He's like, well, he lost maybe 500 men. He lost all of his horses, maybe. But he's like, in the coming months, those horses would have been very, very difficult to feed. So now he doesn't have to worry about that. He also, he's like, he also only lost like this siege equipment and the 500, you know, maybe the 500 men and the horses. And he took out half of our coloss. Like he definitely came out ahead. And he's like, it makes so much more sense for him to lose all of these these horses now while being useful than having to feed them or eat them or deal with them later. Even more tactically sound. He says that Yeoman, through the information from his scouts, was able to recognize that we were baiting him. Because he's, he, he's straight up said, he goes, he goes, we would purposely put our patrols out at certain times. Ham even said it. We would put our patrols out at certain times on purpose. Because they wanted him to attack them because they wanted to do the hot gotcha moment when they were hiding in the hiding in the tents. And he goes, Yeoman realized that and gave us an attack exactly when we wanted him to give us an attack. Right. Uh, he noticed that they put up extra patrols and he said, in theory, you know, he hit us when we were our strongest. So, like, why would we have been thinking about the Coloss at all? Mm-hmm. Um, and why would you even think about the Coloss in the first place? That is not the... If anything, they're thinking exactly what I was thinking, which is you would try to engage the human forces as quickly as possible without engaging the Coloss at all. And this was the exact opposite. Right, right. And so, you know, again, like, who could have really thought about that? I mean, yes, you, like, what would you think that the Coloss would be your weak point? You know, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't really think about it. Um, And in this case, it'd be one thing if the siege equipment was sitting up there on the plateau the whole time, but it's not. They said that it was likely hidden in a cave Mm -hmm. and brought out. Um, and then he had the forethought, you know, to burn the siege equipment so that they couldn't use it against him. Mm -hmm. Like this is all really, really, really smart planning. I mean, the only thing is that Vin, you know, got over, she even said like, just got overly excited about the fact that she was able to fight and use her Alamancy, you know, to its full potential without, you know, having to hold back and all this other stuff. And she got distracted essentially by that. Um, and she got baited by this other Alamancer too, this this other Mistborn. Right, and she thought like this is per- this is like makes perfect sense that they would draw the, me away from Ellen so they could attack Ellen, but that didn't happen. Um, so I'm leaning less on the idea that Ellen and Ven are dumb, and more on Yeoman is just that smart. And yeah. again, we talked about he had to be that smart. Yeah, and I like. You know, the more you say it here, I would have to tend to agree with you because I don't think Seth's a stupid person. Right. I don't think Ham's a stupid person. I don't. Uh. Think El- I don't think. <laughs> I don't think Ellen is stupid. So in this case, like, they couldn't all make the same mistake. Right. That's the thing is, and Ellen is not is is listening to everyone. It's not like Seth was like, oh, you shouldn't keep that with Coloss away from everyone. Oh, you shouldn't keep them close to a plateau. You know. Um, again, their, their strategies with fighting Coloss, there were none until recently and their strategies never really involved. Oh, let's get to a high point and drop rocks on them, even though that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
this is actually just a brilliant move. They're, I mean, when it comes to Colas, they just there is nothing that they could have really thought of. Oh, you want to whip our you know bloodthirsty monsters who are extra extra deadly into a frenzy? Oh, that's a really dumb idea. Well, unless you're on a cliff, you know. Unless this is completely away from us in general, and the only people they have to kill are themselves. Right, and so it's like that. Yeah. I mean, no time during Well of Ascension did we think, oh, you know what would be a good strategy? Just Take them all off, you know? No, exactly. That's something that Yeoman came up with. Like, you know, maybe l- listeners, readers were thinking of it, thinking of it in, like, Well of Ascension here, but, like, would that not have been a brilliant move? Ellen could have snuck out just, what, a couple of Quenshot Alamancers, sent Van over to just massacre some of that Coloss army in Well of Ascension, get them all riled up, and then... They would have probably they, wiped they out everyone. They would have attacked immediately, which would have been in their favor... Because if they go towards running towards the city, there's a sieging army in between them. <laughs> right. And the thing that I think that that they were worried about was, you know, when they were talking about They're it. They're being good people. <laughs> no, not even that. I, I think it was they thought that the Coloss would have almost certainly been able to break into the city. And if they were in a blood frenzy, then they would be a huge destructive power. So everything that they wanted to do, all they wanted to do was make sure that they wouldn't get into a blood frenzy um, because they were scared of what would happen, you know, if they started rampaging into the city. Um, Maybe that came from a misunderstanding too. Because like you said, they had never fought Coloss before. Right, right. And they also had no idea what Jassy's was doing to control them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for all they know, they couldn't whip them into a blood frenzy or whatever. Um, and also I don't think they had siege equipment. It didn't, they never once mentioned yeah, having no, my, my trebuchets thought, or anything. They, they, I don't think they did, but my thought would have been sneaking out like a group of like coin shots and like going with Vin essentially, basically like pelting them with coins. You don't even have to kill them at that point. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it, again, it, it, it'd be a really difficult thing to implement mm-hmm. except for the way Yeoman did it. And, and the other thing brilliant. is, is they would have to have depended on the walls holding which you know it sounds like they kind of did and during the battle but i'm just saying that you're like these are tactics that are being invented you know mm-hmm. um so again i'm gonna lean into yeoman's just really really smart um which it seems like he's like absurdly smart i mean he one took everything from set mm-hmm. you know who seems like a pretty clever guy um and did it without like basically having any armies or a, anything a like bloodless that. queue yeah yeah he was just very good at politicking. So you're thinking, oh, that's what he does. But then he's got philosophy at the level of Ellen, you know, mm-hmm. and he also is a pretty brilliant tactician, you know, for what we can see here. Yeah, I was going to say it's either that or he very much took the, what is it? He very much took the Ellen approach and essentially whenever he took over, people believe in him enough that he must have some top tier advisors or something, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, a smart person is going to surround themselves with smart people. But I mean, we already saw that he is inherently yep. inherently yeah, yeah, smart. Yeah. This move just shows, you know, how smart he is. Um, but you know, the big the big drop was Colas come from other people. Man, that drop. All right. So I want to point this out, by the way. You know. This is perfectly fine for you, those of you following us who have read, uh, you know, have been following our reading list and have read. I don't know why you'd be reading this book without reading Well of Ascension, mm-hmm. but uh, if you somehow are listening and that's your case, one, shame on you. Just kidding. There's no wrong way to read these books. 
Except for the way you're reading it. Except for the way you're reading it. <laughs> um, but uh, spoilers for uh, The Well of Ascension here. But uh, <laughs> Brandon just dropped it. Says it when he was going over his stuff after the Siege of Luthadel. Oh, yeah, yes. He just mentioned, oh, and this, you know, on my desk is my book, this. Oh, and this weird spike we took from the Coloss. A series of spikes, yeah. What? Yeah. So I remember, yes. <laughs> that was back in Well of Ascension. You had mentioned in Well of Ascension, you're like, in I cannot believe episodes, they mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned it in the spoiler episodes um, that they had, he had mentioned the Coloss spikes, you know, just offhand. But yeah, now we know, like, the Coloss are people. We don't know exactly the extent of anything. We just know that... Uh, Human pulled out four spikes, is what it said. He pulled out four spikes. And wow, that is just pretty crazy to me. And uh, well, in the next couple of chapters, we're going to see essentially what the consequences of understanding this is and really just learn a whole lot more about the spikes and how they affect the alimantic powers. Hey everyone, Vod here. Please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes Monday through Friday. If you enjoy listening, consider subscribing. We are a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ontos. That's patreon.com slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.